Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about some science myths. You know, sometimes I envy mathematicians. Nobody ever comes along and says things to them like, you know, the commutative property of multiplication doesn't work when there's a full moon. In science, on the other hand, myths and legends pop up in the oddest places. This week, I want to look at the science behind three myths that I heard repeatedly this summer. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked, and someone on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. One of the nice things about returning to the U.S. was that my family and I could attend the 4th of July parade and watch the fireworks. As we sat watching the parade passing by, one of the floats was followed by a pair of camels. As these unlikely parade members pranced down the street, I heard a person next to me tell his friend, You know, each of those humps is filled with water, like 30 gallons. His friend replied that he thought it was closer to 100 gallons. Well, first of all, if a camel stored 100 gallons of water in his hump, that would be a pretty big hump. But in any case, a camel's humps aren't filled with water. They're filled with fat. While that fat could technically be metabolized into water, it isn't. Instead, the camels use the fat as food storage. So if their humps aren't filled with water, how do they go so long without a drink? Well, it's mostly because of their body composition. Their body cells are shaped in such a way as to allow their blood to flow even when they're in a state of dehydration. Other parts of their body are also designed to minimize water loss. Their intestines absorb large amounts of water, as do special glands in their nostrils every time they breathe out. Another myth has to do with lightning. Have you ever heard someone tell you that lightning never strikes the same place twice? Well, it does. All the time. In fact, according to the New York Office of Emergency Management, the Empire State Building is hit an average of 25 times per year. During one particularly active storm a couple of years back, it was hit eight times in less than half an hour. The National Weather Service goes on to say that it's not just tall objects that are struck more than once but that some locations might be more likely to be hit than others because of the salt and moisture content in the ground. Any man-made structures built of metal nearby and the shape of the terrain, even the shape of particular leaves and twigs and trees, can attract lightning. Another science myth concerns how airplanes fly. This myth is so bad that it's even in some pilot manuals. According to the myth, the reason a curved wing generates lift is because as the air hits the wing, it splits. The upper part of the air has to travel farther because of the curve of the wing, and the lower part of the air, which goes under the wing, doesn't have as far to go. Supposedly, this results in the upper air having to travel faster in order to meet up with the lower air on the far side of the wing. Because of the difference in how fast the air travels, there's lower pressure above the wing causing it to lift. The key to seeing through this myth is to ask yourself why the upper air has to meet up with the lower air at all. 
It's not like the air cares which other air it hangs out with. Some scientists were so annoyed by the prevalence of this myth, they even made a video on YouTube to try to help debunk it. In reality, the way wings produce lift is thanks to the change in velocity caused by the shape of the wing. The full story is a little more complicated, but you can read a lot about it on NASA's aerodynamics website. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach at the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the NYSE turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. You can listen to an excerpt right now at macmillanaudio.com slash roguecode. Well, that's it for this week's Science Myths. If you have a favorite science myth or one that just drives you crazy, send it in, and I'll try to talk about it on the show. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Every day our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.